Welcome to WMFA, a podcast where writers talk writing. I'm Courtney Ballastier, and on today's mini-sode, I'm talking about priorities. Priorities came up a lot with my last guest, Kat Gardner, but it's something I'm constantly struggling with. With any creative project, the novel, this show, it can be easy for me to default into this place of guilting myself for spending any time on it. Often this is about money, you know, the feeling that I need to prioritize the things that are most directly linked to a paycheck. Don't spend too much time on it because it's not making you any money. I'm working really hard right now to change this mindset uh, because the thing is nothing will make money if you don't put in the time. And yes, of course, that's a lot of front-loaded risk. But also that's true whenever anyone sits down to make anything. It's very easy for me to say, okay, I'm going to write first thing. You know, but then if my schedule changes or something comes up, that kind of immediately gets tossed away. Because it's like, well, this other thing has to be more important because everything else is more important. When really, if you were going to ask me about my priorities, I would say the inverse. I would say that the novel is the most important thing. And I think one reason I struggle with that is I can have this very binary way of looking at the world and looking at problems like this. And so I don't always allow room for the fact that a creative project can be the most important thing without coming at the expense or the detriment of everything else. Because really, putting the novel first can mean, let's say, 90 minutes in the morning. Well, there are a lot of minutes in a day. I can put that writing time first, I can make it sacred, and none of that has to mean that I don't do or finish other things that I have to do or finish. But even as I'm saying that, I'm realizing what a paper tiger, that panic of must-get-everything-done really is. All the work gets done. It always gets done. I'm realizing that what this is really about is an extension of the last minisode on shame. Feeling shame around wanting to be an artist. It's like, well, those things are frivolous, so you can't prioritize them, because that would be like prioritizing, I don't know, shopping or something. And like I said in my conversation with Kat, uh, the two of us are in a writing group together here in Detroit. And our first meeting, you know, we were talking about my pages, and I said at the end of our session that I was struggling with this very thing, you know, that I know I have this problem with keeping the space I make to work on the novel something that I take seriously and that I really prioritize in my day. Uh, And the women in my group had great advice. Patty, who, if you listen to my conversation with Kat, uh, she's the one whose Creative Mornings talk we recommended. Uh, And I really do recommend you listen to that because she's got some really good practical advice about everything that I'm talking about right now. So she has a really good time system to kind of get this work done in your day within the chaos of your day to kind of work with the chaos in your day. Um, But I'll let her explain all of that to you. You know, what she said to me was a very simplified, stripped down version of that, which is to keep the hours and keep the routine and hold the space. And that sounds very small, but A, is much harder than it sounds, and B, is psychologically way more powerful. You know, it's so much more powerful than it seems like that small act, that small change in behavior would be. And that reminds me of uh, something that I read by this woman, Sarah Faith Gottesdiener, who's an artist and a tarot reader and a podcaster, and I really like her work a lot. Um, You should go check her out if you're not familiar with her. Um, And I subscribed to her newsletter, uh, which I also recommend. And in one, she was writing about growing her business. You know, and she said that when she started doing tarot professionally, she would block out specific hours in her day for clients. And even in the early days when she didn't have clients yet, she still kept that time. You know, she worked on the business. She worked on attracting clients. And this is exactly, I think, where I would go wrong. You know, I would say, okay, I have 3 to 5 p.m. for clients, but I don't have any clients. So I guess I'll just do other shit. You know, instead of saying, how can I use this time to move myself toward this goal of getting clients? I love that. And I think it shows a tremendous amount of self-belief and self-trust, which is another thing that lies at the heart of prioritizing yourself and your art. When I told my writing group how much I was struggling with prioritizing the work, Kat said two really crucial things. 
First, she said, you know, you have to fully embrace the fact that you're doing it for art, and that's important. Art for art's sake. And then she said, and I'm looking right now at the notes I took during this conversation. This is how impactful this was on me. She said, it's selfish. You have to be selfish. And I think that that's something that's really hard for probably a lot of artists, but I think especially it's hard for women artists, because we're already taught to put everyone else's needs ahead of our own. To start talking about being selfish as a valuable thing is a revolutionary act, and I'm here for it. It still makes me very uncomfortable, but I'm into it as an aspiration, because she's right. You have to believe in this thing that doesn't exist yet, that no one else but you can see. You know, and even if you have great support systems and people who believe in you and your work in the abstract, as long as that work is still fully or partially just in your head, you're the one who has to fight for it. Probably once it's out there in the world, you're still the one who has to fight for it, but it's especially important that you fight for it now. And that's really what this is all about, I think, is fighting for yourself. And Kat was like, look, you know, you have to care about what's going on in your own brain. You have to prioritize it. So, okay. Prioritize yourself and hold the space in which you do that sacred. That space might be small, and that's okay. And I say that because I think it's really easy to discount the small steps here. It's easy to say, well, what's a half hour of writing in the morning before I go to my day job? You know, what's that really going to get me? First of all, and if you listen to enough episodes of WMFA, you'll learn this, a lot of incredible books get written early in the morning and late at night and on the weekends. And usually, the freedom to write full-time or close to it comes from having carved out that space back when you really had to fight for it. But second of all, I think it's important to remember that the small steps are about prioritizing you, not about prioritizing output. It's close, they're linked. But this, what I'm talking about, is saying, this half hour keeps me sane, or this half hour makes me feel like myself. The goals are great, have goals. But the work is the reason you're there. And you know, not for nothing, that can also take a lot of pressure off when the work is going slowly. Because you're just showing up then, you know, you're not looking for anything. You're not working toward a thing, even though you're creating a thing. And it's important to understand the difference. There's a great quote by Heather Haverleski, the writer behind the Ask Polly column on New York Magazine's The Cut, and she's coming up on a future episode. So I've been revisiting her work, and I've been revisiting um, how to be a person in the world. And she's talking about creating art and committing to that. And this passage stopped me cold. She said, What matters is you, all alone at your desk at five in the morning. I write this from my own desk at five in the morning, my favorite place, a place where I know who I am and what I'm meant to accomplish in this life. Savor that precious space. That space will feel like purgatory at first, because you'll realize that it all depends on you. That space will feel like salvation eventually, because you'll realize that it all depends on you. This resonates with me on so many levels, culminating in what is to me this mind-bending idea of honoring your own headspace, your own creativity, your own self as salvation. Because it's so clarifying, isn't it? We can get tied up in priorities being about to-do lists and organization techniques and Pomodoro methods and paychecks, and ultimately it's just about putting yourself first, and either you do that or you don't. So I'm going to take a page from Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic here, and I'm going to say that if you're listening to this and you're looking for permission to put yourself and your art first, to skip parties or pay for babysitters or use vacation days to write, I give you permission to prioritize yourself and your art. I also give myself permission to prioritize myself and my art. For me, that's going to look like really showing up every morning. I'm going to shoot for 90 minutes, but I'm not going to beat myself up if it's closer to 30. And I'm going to remind myself that the person who gets to decide what's most important to me is me. What is prioritizing yourself and your art going to look like for you? Tell me at hello at WMFAPodcast.com or leave me a message at 347-685-4836.
The WMFA logo was created by Unsold Studio, and the theme music is Jazz Dancer by Double Winter. Find them at doublewinter.bandcamp.com. WMFA is made in Detroit by Courtney Ballastier, LLC. All rights reserved.